Plot, Cricket on the Hearth, 1967. Written by Ron Laporte. A delightful, animated musical version of Charles Dickens' classic tale. A Cricket on the Hearth. Tells the story of a poor toymaker and his daughter whom a helpful cricket named Crockett befriends on Christmas morning. When tragedy strikes the family, it's Crockett who comes to the rescue and restores peace and happiness. Voice over off. When you're blind and watching movies, what will you find? A blind superhero whose superpowers are acting like he's not blind. A sighted actor overdramatically touching people's faces. And maybe the whole joke is that they're bumping in to different places. A spectacular, macular generation. Tunnel vision to your television. And do they off this movie with audio descriptions? They're movie buffs, you know their stuff. You'll be thoroughly entertained. Join Sky and Melissa throughout film history and Citizen Viking. Hello. Hi. And welcome to Citizen Wide Cane, the podcast where we watch so many ableist blind characters we could pretty much cancel Christmas. My name is Sky McLeod. I'm Melissa Bakta. And today we are talking about Cricket on the Hearth. Yes. Merry Christmas to you, Sky, and Merry Christmas to all, or <laughs> happy happy holidays, uh, yeah. depending on uh, um, very merry and happy wi- whatever winter holiday that you're <laughs> celebrating right now. Yes. Yes. It, it's it's. Our annual tradition, question mark? I mean, it's annual until next year when, when I we, think we've run out we now. We've run out, yep. yep. We're, we, this is the second of the two uh, Ragged Bass Christmas specials featuring a blind, a blind character. character. Yeah. Which it is pretty bizarre that they've had two of them, given just, uh, first of all, the fact that both of them totally uh, forgotten... <laughs> very obscure Rankin Bass. So not like neither of them or the any yeah. of the ones people know. I still think that the first Christmas snow is more obscure than this one because this one is easily found and e- very easily obtainable. I have this on DVD. Yeah, I guess that's is it do you have the DVD of like certain Rankin Bass? Yes, so I have I have the two uh, I have two DVDs. I have one that has the big, like, five. Um, okay. Rudolph Frosty, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Year Without Santa Claus, uh, Frosty, or Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, so I have the, the big five. And then I have this other DVD that has, like, ten of them. And it's all of the other ones, you know. <laughs> lesser uh, known. The lesser known ones. You got your Rudolph and Frosty Christmas in July, Rudolph's Shiny New Year, uh, <laughs> Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey. Um, th- for some reason, it has How the Grinch Stole Christmas as well, which I'm not upset about because I actually really wanted a copy of the animated Grinch and now I have one. But uh, Is that Rankin-Bass? No. No. And I'm just like, what? The, what is going on? But – you got it with okay. the when you purchased the DVD. You also got a DVD of that of how the, the Grinch stole Christmas. So I'm not angry. And it has, I assume, Cricket on the Hearth. Then and it does have Cricket on the Hearth. Yes. Okay. I mean, so this is not stop motion animation. It no, is like purely animated. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's like seems a little bit longer than some of them. It's like. 40 minutes or something? Yeah, it's about 45 minutes, give or take, because these would air... Well, 
this one definitely felt longer than most of them. Um, yeah. Because these would air in like hour blocks of time. And so so each special is about 45 minutes because you have to account for like 15 minutes. Oh, I thought some of them were like 20 minutes. I thought they were, some of them were like in a half hour spot. There might be, but I'm pretty sure each one of each one of them is like 45 minutes. Okay. So then I guess it's maybe average time. Right. Then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is... Uh, it's, it is apparently based on the Dickens book as well. Yes, uh, a Dickens that I haven't read. Not that I'm a scholar of Dickens because I'm not. <laughs> but when you say Charles Dickens around December or November, everyone is like, oh, Christmas Carol, great. Uh, but yeah, this is apparently one of the more... he's obsessed with Christmas. Yeah. And I don't know if this story came out before or after a Christmas Carol. Honestly, it feels like something that would come out after. He's just like, it's just a cash grab at this point. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it seems sort of, yeah, it's, this is a, this is, it's not good. It's very no, bad. No, it's not good at all. No, this, there is a reason why I actively avoid this one every <laughs> yeah. year. I do not like it. Now, if I'm doing, um, if I'm marathoning them all, uh, which I, I will be doing with Tyler this year because he's only seen Rudolph. Oh wow! He's not uh, uh, entered the wor- the wonderful world of Rankin Bass yet. So you'll be watching them. We will be watching them all as many as I can get my hands on, and this is this is on the DVD, so it's included. But will you watch this again twice in one year? That sounds if, terrible. If I'm watching it with him, yes, because okay. we can laugh at it. Uh, but if but when I'm doing it by myself and I'm only like selecting the ones that I really want to watch. Hell no, I'm not going to watch it on the hearth again. No. It's very... Okay, so I guess because it's Dickens, they're English. They're all English. But, it, mm. um, you know, it's still, I think... Some of the some of the like Rankin Bass cast maybe, but it's not oh really yeah, there as... are familiar voices. Yeah, there are definitely some of the side characters uh, and the villain, quote unquote, of the piece. Those are very familiar voices uh, as well. Um, I think the gentleman who plays the sea captain also played Burgermeister Meisterberger. Yeah, right, because you gotta too. have him. Yeah, he's like a there staple. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's mostly about this cricket, I guess. Is the like cricket crocket cricket crocket cricket yes crocket cricket who is very annoying <laughs> in very, my opinion. Very annoying, voiced by uh, Robbie McDowell. <laughs> Very randomly. <laughs> Very random. He's probably the most famous person in the cast. Yeah. and Well, I, I mean, Marlo Thomas, you know, who, whose voice I love, but yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, he's, it's just about, I guess. Like, okay, so this this story, we have, um, it centers around a... A, a family of toy family. makers. Yeah, yeah. Basically, a father, Caleb, uh, is a toy maker, and his daughter, Bertha, we... We don't really know what she does, but she does help out making the toys and things. She paints, um, puts all the like finishing touches on them. Yeah, and and she does that until she becomes <laughs> right. So blind, she's though. right, and the reason she goes blind. So she's so Bertha <laughs> is in love with Edward. Edward is in the Royal Navy and has to like do his year and a half of service or whatever. And we we find out that basically uh, after they after he leaves and they've been waiting and there's a song about them waiting. Uh, and how sad she is. And how sad she is and, and just heartbroken. How much she's waiting. It's excited that he's right, going to come right. home. Right, Sad but very excited. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and she, they are informed that he has been lost at sea and he's presumed dead. Right. And this shakes her up so much that she, she is goes blind. she goes blind, which is just said by the cricket who narrates right. the whole thing, just right. like in a cut. Like we know, it's just like he. She was so upset that she went blind. <laughs> dun dun dun! Right, uh, and she just her eyes just were like nope, and her brain and eyes just refused to work anymore. Yep. And so now she is apparently unbelievably incapable of doing anything, basically, I mean, because she's just, or perceiving the world around her at all. Right. She's just like a China doll who is because her eyes because she's blind now. Yeah. She just, right. All of her senses are just numb and stupid. And she's very easily lied to and gaslit. And right. I'm just like. Oh, wow. Really terrible. I had forgotten that that she's gaslit throughout this entire thing. Yeah, it's just about gas and everyone is gaslighting her. And then, like, not only that, we start out with the dad who, like, waste their entire all of their money to right. like get her eyes changed or something like he's just to, so to find a cure or something. right yeah. right which is just like come on what a terrible investment so what a he, stupid dad right and he takes out he borrows even more money that he can't pay back and he becomes very depressed so uh he stops making toys right and they lose everything. Right. Because well, he is everything. just incompetent, apparently, and can't mm-hmm. handle the fact that he has a disabled well, and child. It's, and it's all, you know, the excuse is like, it's because I love you. It's because I love it's you. Like, no, you're and I'm an like, asshole. are you insane? If you loved her, you would be, yes, it hurts. You, you have the right to be sad. You have the right to feel your feelings. But if you loved her, you would be making toys and paying the bills. And she would still be making the toys, too. There's no real reason. I mean, just, like, what about rehabilitation? It's mm-hmm. why right, waste right. all this exactly. fucking money on doctors when it's like, why would the doctors do anything? What what year is this supposed to take place in? Why would doctors have any effect on this? I mean, <laughs> not. I mean, she just go blind because she's sad, which is not a thing that I don't think has ever actually <laughs> happened in I reality. So either, no. But um, <laughs> She's real sad, guys. So, you know, just enough to go blind. Apparently, that's how... You know, just you go blind. But um, anyway, so so he basically has just squandered everything and stops doing the thing that he likes. And it's just like they're houseless, I guess. Right. Because they're like just kind of wandering around. But somehow she doesn't know this the whole time. No, because he just keeps feeding her lies. Right. Essentially. And the cricket's like, don't worry, fam. I've got you. Uh, And they happen upon... Uh, a toy factory. Right. Which is crickets. He says he's lucky, but I feel like he's hiding the fact that he's not lucky at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's like it's just, nothing it's, good happens after they get him. He's just in the right, cir- it's just all circumstance. He just happens to be in the right place at the right time. I guess. But on top of that, like also, it seems like he's actually bad luck because like so many bad things happened to them when everything was fine before he showed up. So. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I mean, cricket didn't cause Edward's boat to sink or whatever, but okay. I mean, I don't know. It's You could attribute it <laughs> Just as much to luck as True. unluckiness, you know, True. it's all the same. And we know he, he has the capability to go to sea, so. Yeah, so I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> maybe that's, maybe he actually is secretly bad luck cricket, but apparently there's the luckiest thing in the entire world is this cricket, so. And to have a cricket on the hearth. Yeah, on the hearth, which again, I have, I don't 
did I say this off mic? But it does definitely sound like um, alternative meat products. Like when you cook crickets. <laughs> okay, I guess so, yeah. It's just very hard for me not to think of that. Because I'm like, if the cricket is in the fire, though, it's being cooked. So, like, I don't really understand. No, no, no. He's got his, he lives on the hearth. He, he's got his cute little chair and his little coat rack for his scarf. And he's got a little matchbox bed, you know. Yeah, I guess that's very cute. But it is in the movie. It just doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't, doesn't doesn't really work. Doesn't um, All right. But All yeah. Right, so anyway, we the cricket sees that there is, or I mean, like he's around. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make there be toys <laughs> toy shop that like is looking for. Uh, I don't know. Are they looking to hire someone, or did they just pass upon a toy shop? Yeah, like, I don't think oh. they were looking to hire anyone, but he, um, he. Oh, 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 oh. They weren't looking to hire anyone, but because. Caleb said that they would work for no pay Which as, is just as like, long as you just give us a place to stay so we don't have to sleep outside. Right. Or does he even say that? I mean, maybe he does say that. But yeah, so this this toy czar guy is like, is just like, I don't have any employees. I'm not, I can't pay you. So, but I'll give you a place to live and you can make all the toys. And it's like, this guy doesn't make toys himself and he doesn't have anyone who works for him. So how are the toys getting made before I know, he that's shows what up? I was it makes wondering. no sense. That's what I was wondering. I was like, you don't, this is eight, this is, we can assume this is like 1800s England or whatever or, or, or early <laughs> right, 1900s. You're not like getting them from you, China or right, something. You don't have a production line. You don't, <laughs> like the industrial revolution has not happened yet. You have what to is be going making, on? like, yeah, what is that? Do you just say that you make toys and it's all like a money laundering front? I mean, I don't think there was really money laundering. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe well, it is this, you know, shelf of like dolls behind it. But I'm, yeah, I'm thinking the exact same thing. Where did the dolls come from? Yeah, how who, is he making them? Who made them? He's just waiting. And he knows the, is the, what is his dad's name? Caleb. Caleb. He knows his name. He's like, oh, you're famous for making toys. And it's just like, even on some hard times, it's like, <laughs> what, what was happening before he showed up? And why are you so unwilling to pay this guy to like do, to run your entire place? basically it's just it is ridiculous but it is just but it's okay because uh bertha is that her name bertha yes. uh, yeah she doesn't have to know anything they live in right, squalor right. conditions so she's, she's like describe describe our new house to me father and he's like oh it's it's palatial there's a butler and a cook and <laughs> and uh that it's just and the there's most a, beautiful so many house. people working here that I'm managing and it's just like that, that he's doing the voices for and I'm like Bertha this is so much you're, work you're not stupid yeah she's not stupid she has so many senses what is going on so many of these things are not that not as visual as they are other sensory information I was just waiting for him to be like, can't you hear all the, you know, like it just, it makes no sense because mm-hmm. how, how could you live somewhere and not understand the size of where you live or like right. the the internal conditions of like the bed that you're sleeping in? Like right. these are not things that are visual. They're just- I'm just like, room tone is a thing. You Yes, like you can walk into a room and start speaking and get and gauge the size of, of the room. And even without that, if you're living in the room, you do have to learn where things are. Right. So you're going to know how big it is eventually. Right. Although, who knows? Maybe she, she just sats and sits in the chair by the fireplace yeah, all mean, day and he brings everything to her. Or that whatever. would make sense. And this fucking enabling cricket does nothing to be like to <laughs> Caleb, to be like, this is, you're being an asshole to her. You're gaslighting her for no good you reason. You are lying to her. Yeah. And then in yeah. the end, 
end, there's like this this song. Well, it's not in the end, but like in the middle, there's this song where it's like, oh, oh she's mm-hmm. not a girl anymore. I should stop completely gaslighting her and mm-hmm. trapping her in this little place where she's not allowed to really go anywhere and do anything. But I just realized she's actually an adult. And then there's like this weird trippy video, like music video sort of, where they're mm-hmm. like, it, they're run, they're like doing a carousel and then it's like pie, like pieces yeah, of pie. And yeah. it's just very incomprehensible chorus, what's happening. No, that was really weird. The chorus <laughs> of the song is like carousels and and little sh- golden shoes with silver bells and cherry pies and just like blah, 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 on and on and on and it's this whole yeah it's, it's essentially it's that it's this whole song you know i'm uh, i'm i'm not a girl anymore i'm i'm a woman so you can like i guess not gaslight me now sort of yeah. but that it's like is that even really but it's not even that because what the whole song is triggered like what triggers the entire song is it is that the toy, this abusive toy maker, like, uh, he doesn't even make toys. The, the guy who's, like, making Caleb work for free right. asks her to marry him out yes. of nowhere. And she's like, oh, I'm so excited about this. And she's like, oh, just, you know, you must just be the most handsome man and the, the most generous man and the kindest man. And her father is just standing there. And Cricket is just standing there. It's and nobody, so and I'm just like, are you, really, y'all? It, it's so, it's so dumb. And you can tell that Caleb doesn't, absolutely doesn't want her to marry this this other guy, but. Right. But, but then they're just like, well, we've been lying to her all this time. Like, that's literally, I think, what is said is like, well, since we've been lying to her all this time, we can't just stop lying to her now. Right. We just have to keep going. <laughs> Which is just like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> they've justified this whole thing. The, another another motif that runs through the, the movie, a song that's kind of repeated a little uh, over and over again is um, you'll you'll know everything through my eyes. You'll see, yeah, you'll right. see, you'll everything, see everything through, through my, my eyes. eyes. Yep. Yep. Which is just like, fuck you. Why can't she have her own fucking mind? Right, but she's not seeing anything through your eyes because you're, yeah, you're lying, just lying to, her. to her. It's true. It's like not even, it's really not your eyes. <laughs> it's if a, you it's were a, doing that, then you would be describing what was going on accurately. Right, it's a facsimile of your eyes. It is, you are, you are feeding her the information that you think she wants to hear. Right, right. Which is just so dumb. And also just like... It's. It really seems like it does more to benefit them than it's like Caleb and the cricket than it does to benefit her. Like it's just like they kind of mm-hmm. fucked up the whole situation, and then their liner being like, "Oh no, it's cool. We didn't fuck everything up." And it's just like that's not. You don't get any cool points for lying to someone about the mistakes that you have made. That is not like a good. Like I just there's just absolutely no virtue in that. That is just a hundred percent a bad thing to do on every level. <laughs> and and it's just like. Like, the fact that the movie never really addresses that just how unbelievably <laughs> abusive and just completely bonkers the whole thing is. It's just like, just like, oh, my God, the 60s. Wow. What we could what we thought was acceptable <laughs> is just really, truly baffling and depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and fl- flipping over, skipping off to um, the animation just for two seconds. Yeah. I, I found the animation both but ugly and charming, which was really weird. My, I had more of the first reaction. Oh, yeah. No, it's ugly. <laughs> it doesn't look good. It doesn't. It really doesn't. But then, I don't know. I just started getting used to it. And I I really like, uh, because this is how I draw, basically the how I would, how I draw like the, the things that I've drawn that I like. 
my my art teacher would describe that um, maybe not that this exact style because I think he would think it's butt ugly too but the style like, of the characters is very iconic like every line means something there isn't um, yeah you know a, a circle is an eye and and the little swoop indicates hair and you know so I they're so simple like, it looks like something I could draw and I'm yeah, like okay <laughs> all right I kind of it's growing on me in a, like a really weird way it's not good it's not good I mean but, I do I I think the stop motion has such a like yes it is it is so silly but there's also such a charm inherent oh, charming it's, charmingness to it that this the drawn animation just does not absolutely. have in my in my list of, of specials that I'm I come back to year after year it's always the stop motion ones yeah very rarely ever will I watch any of the straight up animated ones the only one i watch that's animated is frosty yeah because i mean yeah the stop motion is really what makes it work in my opinion because mm-hmm. it's like the stories aren't very good no it's but it's so <laughs> janky and charming and yeah there's great. something so charming about the jankiness of it and like and stop motion is just always fun to watch and and it's just like very nostalgic in a way too of just like i don't know but it there there's something so just the amount of time stop motion takes yeah, you just kinda, you're like it's just kind of cool well, it to feels, like it feels uh lived in right sort of. it feels like christmas it feels like something that was handmade for you yeah yeah whereas this the animation is just like it's so it feels makes it feel like very mass produced now it does. even it, though i don't yeah. even know how it probably was pretty mass produced back then too but like it's gone even more that kind well, of it's it's very 60s style because if you look at like the like the animation in, in the rangan bass stuff reminds me a lot of schoolhouse rock and i always oh, thought yeah. schoolhouse rock was kind of gross and janky looking honestly when i was little and watching it yeah. but it is that same style it's it's the the tootsie pop commercials i mean it's it, yeah. it, it this was this was just the animation that was being made right right it's well, very like for like time right for like tv animation right right and and i think that that makes it seem more just kind of like common like rankin bass just has such an it's so specific and like you can like parody it in a way that like mm-hmm. it's just like so well and people do yeah like it's something that's so parodiable parody parodiable because i don't know if that's a word um because it has like such distinct uh attributes mm-hmm. and, and it feels like this rankin bass christmas special it just is its own genre whereas the, it, yes. it just like kind of is just like literally could be anything yeah. that's kind of sucks well, in this. right <laughs> i mean honestly some of the best parodying of rankin bass is that i've seen in the past couple of years are the community christmas specials oh yeah it's they f- go full-on stop motion it's amazing and they're they're good the the stories have and they're doing it in half an hour 20 minutes with with commercials 21 minutes and yeah. they're and they're doing a they're you know they're amazing little stories with heart and everything and i still go back every year um well you know, as as much as I as almost every year, uh, and watch those episodes because they're so good and they're so lovingly made. Yeah, yeah, and this is just doesn't. It feels so. It feels very like no one was really that excited about it when they were doing it. it <laughs> no, especially seem, the voice cast. Yeah, everyone just seems got like they're phoning it in, mm-hmm. like from you know production to to voice acting to writing and all that. It just doesn't seem like and no heart. It's it it lacks. It heart. feels very soulless. <laughs> yeah, it honestly. does for for a short story 
by Dickens. It feels really it feels soulless. soulless. And the central character is truly. I mean, I I do think that she's supposed to be the central character, but she's just mm-hmm. non-existent. She doesn't. She's just a void. Things happen to her, but right. she doesn't participate in her own agency because she's willing to marry the other guy. Yes, yeah, she she's just she's just like, like straight up. Okay, I guess I'm gonna marry you. Absolutely no thoughts of her own at right. all. Oh, we haven't even mentioned the thing. This is the part of the of the special that makes me the most angry. Honestly. <laughs> Her love, Edward, is not in fact lost at sea. No. He re-enters the picture disguised as, as an, an old, old man. man. So because she he needs to know that she would recognize him and prove to him that she still loves him. Is that yeah, I, I that's how I is that what that's is, how I'm trying to piece doesn't it together. Does he like have honestly, an excuse that makes no sense? I can't even yes, remember what and it was. I, it's so I watched it this morning and I can't tell you. Yeah, it's what is it? It's, it's just like something he was like, I needed. Well, he wanted to like spy on her. I think it really does have to do with her blindness for some reason. I need, right. Like I needed to know that you still loved me and that, you that, would, you were, that you'd recognize me and that you were you'd still you were still willing to wait for me or some bullshit. Excuse. I, yeah. Or just like what? Or that you were doing OK as a blind person or something like it's so I, I it makes no know. sense. It really makes no sense. It's very dumb. And uh, right. And, well, and then in the middle of the night, Cricket unmasks him because the, and the only reason this happens is because for some fucking reason. On Christmas Eve at midnight, all of the toys come to life for like an <laughs> but hour. No humans are able to see them. Right. Not not hear them, I guess, it's see them, which means that if they could easily interact as much as they want, I guess, with Bertha. Because she she's not going to see. see them. Right, so, but right. that's never addressed at all. That she, They don't interact with her at all. Um, but but because, yeah, they come to life and then... To, to, to tell Cricket specifically that Edward isn't who he says he is. Right. That the old man is, is Edward. Right, right, is Edward. And which is also like, because I was watching it with Conrad and he was like, why do they know that? <laughs> right, that's what I was thinking too. Like, yeah, there's I, no real just, reason like, to, for them to know is that. Is this all the information they've just absorbed while they were sitting on the shelf? And they're like... Like, oh, we should tell you now? Right, which, like, I guess did they recognize that it was, like, all these people who knew? But none of them, none of the toys knew him. They, it, none of them knew Edward because they were all toys that had been produced since Edward was lost at sea. So none right. of them knew who he was. Right. So they well, wouldn't be able to identify him. It just it just shows you that the U.S. government was right and for, the Furbies were listening to everything that we said and do. Yeah. And, uh, and all, all of our devices now just listen to us constantly. Well, they do. That is true. Yeah, that's true. This is the beginning of that. But I mean, right. like, I don't know who Edward was talking to when he was revealing that he was Edward. Like, was he just talking in the mirror with the toys around or something? But the cricket didn't know because the toys had to tell the cricket. Right. Oh, my God. Maybe toys just are clairvoyant somehow. Absolutely. I guess. I don't know. It's so stupid. And that cannot be be an element of the actual short story. It just... I mean, I I can't... Yeah, I can't imagine any of this stuff makes... It's just all so stupid and incoherent. Oh, 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 the, the, the evil toy maker's bird is in a... Oh, they're in. they're in a plot together to dispose of Cricket. So they so the bird and his pals kidnap Cricket and try and sell him uh, to a captain to take to China, where Crickets are really lucky. Right. And so this, which is funny because apparently they're also lucky in England. 
but yeah so i don't know why you can't just do a domestic sale but i guess i don't know <laughs> um but so yeah so and then the cricket gets back goes back to the shore by way of a million different animals one of them being a seahorse which i was just yeah. like stay on the seahorse it's the most right? effective one but he Super just like cool. gets like speared by like a, a swordfish a swordfish mm-hmm. at one point and, mm-hmm. and like goes into a pelican's mouth and yep. just this day yep. he's like you're never gonna believe it i'm like yeah i don't believe no, it no i don't not, 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 but mm-hmm. he gets back to the shore in time for christmas eve where all the toys become alive so that he can find out information the toys should in no way know <laughs> um so that he can then be like oh my gosh edward and edward could come up with this really unbelievably stupid not unfounded reason why he would have not just come back as himself right right. and then he finally this this finally gives edward the courage to finally go to bertha and be like it's me darling it's me and i'm just like which is he could have done that before but he was like he witnessed that she was excited because she was asked to be married but like I don't, yeah, it just was one of those things where I was like, why not just tell her straight at up? Any, yeah, at any her. time well, you could have, but like my, at that point, you still should have told her. Right, because here's my question What the fuck does Bertha have to prove to anybody? Yeah, nothing. Like, why is this all on her? It really, and why is everyone, like, just contorting their whole lives to to do shitty things to her? It's just like, what the hell? And why is she just so, oh my god, the, like, the sexism of every single male character is extreme. Like, the fact that at one point the cricket is like, well, you know, when in that scene where he they're finding out that it was Edward, the where he finds out that Edward was uh the old man or whatever he just says like something about how you know that's what you get for listening to a hysterical woman basically but it's like it's like i that is me paraphrasing but it's not it's not any better than that it's like i think he might does he say hysterical it's some synonym of hysterical if not the actual word hysterical it might have been hysterical but that sounds correct yeah yeah yeah, it was so it might have been like uh um i don't know what are some synonyms for hysterical but it's it's some word that means the same thing and he might have said girl not woman um but he might just been like sobbing woman that's what you get for listening to a sobbing woman or Mm. and this was because she's blinded i mean (laughs) i guess she's already blind but she (laughs) she thinks that this the toy maker you know is really loves her or i don't know he's not a toy maker what is his name what is his character's name tackleton i think tackleton Tackleton. she thinks that he really is like i guess just because he asked her to marry like they don't have a relationship but i guess just the fact right. that he asked well, he, her to marry he him. comes in and he finally pays caleb like four four, four whole shillings and then gives <laughs> one well it's a to, bonus so is it's a like bonus not then, exactly payment right and then gives one to bertha and is like oh by the way i want to marry yeah right. you should marry me and you must not know me at all because my being a shitty person is mostly like in the way that I interact with everyone so you must have like never met me because you somehow think that I'm a great guy and everything that I do is shows that I'm shitty so some, so she must just not know him at all I guess but then she's like so happy and excited she to only marry knows him. right because she only knows what her father tells her right about right. him which is just like yeah Oh my God! So so in her eyes, right? So in her eyes, because through his eyes, he the Tackleton is this like super handsome, super rich, kindly, uh, 
boss man who has all of her best intentions at heart. Word. Yeah. Also, this movie is like weirdly like anti-Semitic in oh some my of the God. villains. Yes. Like actually almost all the villains I are like extremely bl- anti-Semitic. I couldn't, th- when he, just the very brief scene when Caleb goes to the, the loan bank. officer. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I stared at that and I had, I had to pause it and just be like, am I yeah, How I know. did it's I not notice shocking. this? It's pretty shocking. I was just like, what the hell is going it's on? bad. It is really, really, really bad. Like, this character doesn't even say anything. No, Does he, he just laughs. He's just like, ah, no, oh, no. money, money, money. Right, because the cricket is, this is over the cricket's narration. But yeah. he's got he's just got a horrid long face he's got that awful long long crooked nose and he's got the buck teeth and i'm and i'm just sitting there and i'm like oh oh my god it's really it's bad. so anti-semitic it's super anti-semitic and he's just like ah, i want all the money <laughs> yeah he's basically yeah i was just like oh my god um and i think it's always the toy baker also or uh what's his tackleton <laughs> tackleton also seems kind of like uh, kind of on the edge I of that gu- yeah i guess I, d- I did i never really got blatant jewish stereotype from him but i could be wrong and- i mean i yeah it's hard to say exactly i mean he definitely has all the like oh, i just care about the money sure. i don't care yeah, about like all the terrible stereotypical mm-hmm. uh and things but um yeah he's he doesn't like have the full nose thing mm-hmm. but he has a little bit of it so i don't know it's hard to say exactly i definitely give it the fact that that they allowed that lone character to right. exist i'm just like okay well now i am i'm just like very suspicious of right. all the characters this is uh, this is the 60s people this is almost the 70s for god's sake what, and then what it's are we like doing? there's so much about jesus that it's like you can't just be like well, well it's hollywood and we right. all love the jews it's like no you obviously don't right well because <laughs> because there's two types of rangan bass specials <laughs> There are the secular Rankin Bass specials, and then there are the Jesus-y Rankin Bass specials. Some are more overt than others. This is a hard one because it's not a Jesus special. But they kind of shoe But they do shoehorn it in, absolutely. Which you're just yeah. like, this just doesn't even belong here. Like, it's right. hard to even... It's like, what does this have anything to do with the story? They're just right. like singing songs about Jesus. Well, and I'm like, okay, like, Christmas, you don't need mistletoe for Christmas. You don't need a tree. You don't, like, I'm like, I'm here for that. I get, I get the message. Like, I, I understand, you know, Christmas is about being with the people that you love you know and right. and it doesn't it doesn't matter where you are you anywhere can you can have christmas you know and it doesn't matter what you have but then uh, but then but that's uh, not really the moral no, they decided like, and then is. they cut to the star uh, uh the the star over bethlehem and i'm like oh fuck me this is where we're going with this isn't, it's jesus isn't it? it's about it's not about presents the, it's the about first jesus christmas there was none of that just three wise men with their gifts blah 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 and, and there was like, no snow which i'm just like is that because it was in the summer it was in april oh it's april yeah scholars scholars have reason to believe that um if that how do i say this without sounding like an asshole if you subscribe to like the bible being the true word of god it was um, april it was it it was probably in april okay the reason why we celebrate it is right is because the all of the winter festivals were converted from paganism uh right yes and christmas the most blatant one christmas is derives basically from saturnalia well many other things but saturnalia is a big is a huge influence yeah i mean most of christmas is completely um get taken from things that are not oh yeah a lot of a lot of our christmas rituals are are 
Yule, you just plaster on rituals. Jesus yeah. to like actually exist sure, in a lot of existing basically. traditions. Um, right, right. <laughs> and it, so it was easier for, to, for them to convert the people because they're already celebrating these holidays. Right. Anyway, right, that's, right. All, that's a whole other. But the can true of worms. meaning of Christmas is that the days are starting to get longer after they've been very short for a long time yes, now. Well, that's, that's the that's actual meaning solstice. of Christmas. It's like yeah. Jesus. Like the original meaning has to do with like the days getting longer, not right. Jesus. We're, we're celebrating. <laughs> right. We're celebrating. Because win- yeah, exactly. Because winter is is happening, and the and the days are getting right. Longer. And then people just at some point like took the a sticker of Jesus and just plastered it Basically, onto yes. existing celebrations. Essentially, yes. so yeah. So, but anyway, but apparently it's not it's consumerism, which I guess was plastered on after Jesus. So we started yes. by plastering on Jesus, and then later on we're like, okay, now we're going to also plaster on consumerism. Well, because because every, everyone figured out that Christmas you could make money off of everything. Right. So. But then we have these yeah. red Starbucks cups, and I'm just done with the world. Okay, personally, Christmas. personally, I don't like the red Starbucks cups this year. <laughs> I think they're too crazy. I think that I don't like the patterns. I think there's too much going on. I was all for the bold red cups with nothing written on them. Well, that was I what everyone was mad about. Those. I loved those. I thought they were gorgeous in their simplicity and it's bold and it's red and it's just out there and they didn't say a damn thing because you don't have to. I think it should just be a menorah and no, nothing else because Hanukkah, one of the lesser important one of the pretty be, unimportant I Jewish holidays. I would be holidays. good with that. I, <laughs> I think mean, we should, we should make sure. that the centerpiece. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I don't know. I obviously don't actually have it. Uh, honestly, I think it's hilarious that people were mad about the cups and Starbucks, but I also have absolutely no opinion other than well, it was so see, hilarious people you, were mad. You see that, that we've totally moved on. Like, <laughs> no, there wasn't even a fanfare as, as far as what cup design Starbucks released this year. It's so just sad. here. I miss, I miss the war, the Christmas wars. The war on I feel Christmas, like, which is not, it doesn't exist. It's not I a thing. I love the Christmas wars. I call oh them the Christmas God. wars, yes. which makes it sound like they actually were like historical events that were wars. But yeah. Yeah, anyway, this this dumb special was before uh, any before Starbucks all of this. cups. Yes, I, I think mm. it might have been even before Starbucks. Probably, probably. I'm sure it was. <laughs> probably. Um, so you know that was back when I don't know what we were mad about relating to Christmas, but apparently it was all about Jesus the whole time, except for this movie really shoehorns in Jesus. It really it's really not about Jesus and at all. Yeah, and it's sad because a couple of my most favorite stop motion Rankin Bass specials, uh, the ones that my mom and I would watch every year were Nestor, the Long-Eared Donkey, and the Little Drummer Boy, both stories that take place during the quote-unquote first Christmas. Oh, wow. And they're they're actually pretty good. And my family was the most secular ones that we could find. Were the oh, we, oh, we love the secular ones, too. Don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. We love the secular ones, but... Please, but don't tell me you you can't watch Nestor without sobbing through it because you can't. I it's it. physically impossible. We would just watch the Santa Claus, you know, Chris Kringle uh, those, origin those story. Oh, that. Santa Claus is coming to town. That's yeah. that's a great one. Yeah, that's really really good. That's like that's and like Rudolph. them and Rudolph. That's like them at the top of their game. Honestly, lo- they're yeah. perfect. I love how Rudolph is about like how disabilities yes. are great once they're <laughs> marketable. Yes. I lo- yeah, that's true. <laughs> once we find a capitalist need mm. for disabilities. Once you prove your worth and prove that you are useful and that you can contribute Which, to society. I mean, I guess is still we haven't gotten there as a society. So in a way, we could say it's progressive. It's kind of like progressive in the don't ask, don't tell kind of way. Right. Like, I guess before you were investigating gay people and like and throwing them out of the military so i 
like, is this an improvement? Question mark. Like, it's kind of that kind of progressive, I guess. But we still don't think that disabled people can be, can in any way uh, contribute to society. And everyone thinks that we're a drain on society. So I guess it's not saying that. Once we find a use for us, then it's fine. But I just like the Misfit Toys, the island of the Misfit Toys, of course. It's it's a a wonderful metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, this is not any of those. This is not any of those. Um, The one thing, the one and only thing I do like about this special, because the other special that we did last year, you can't, you can't say this. Uh, Bertha never gets her vision back. Yeah, that's true. She marries Edward, but she stays blind. Yeah, that was the first thing that Conrad said at the end. He was like, well, she can get her vision back. And I was like, yeah, I really wasn't expecting that. I was like, if he comes back, doesn't she get her vision back? Right. if, like, if she only lost it, because, you know, the way she lost it makes absolutely no sense. No. It doesn't does it work in the real world. So you kind of are not operating on any real laws of how eyes work. So, but yeah, no, she never gets her eyesight back and she has a happy ending, I guess. So um, yeah, it does seem like probably the only reason that's true is because they only have 40 minutes to tell a story and they're like, well, I can't really fit in any other well, things yeah, with her eyes. Course. So we're just going to end it there. But like, I, I don't know. I'll take it. I don't, I don't think the intentions were good, but whatever, I'll take it. Yeah. No, they weren't, they weren't good. But she she gets to stay blind, which is great. So. That is, I I do I do like that. Um, yeah, and then they get married, I guess, and I don't know. I guess she like never finds out that they were, what's going on? I don't like. It seems like everyone around her is just like yeah. No, terrible that, that whole plot line is that whole plot line is dropped once she figures out Edward is who Edward is. But, right, but, so we yeah. don't know if she ever, yeah, what she no, figures out know. or not. No. And it seems likely, given how all of them behave, that Edward is just going to gaslight her as well somehow, so. <laughs> so who fucking knows? I don't know. Hopefully she, like, becomes, she, like, I don't know, becomes a hippie or something just and runs becomes away. becomes self-aware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think this is a period piece as well, right? Like, because it takes place uh I, we don't really it doesn't say distinctly but it's a dickhead no. story so um yeah i don't know this cricket on the hearth lucky have you ever heard of this as a lucky thing other than in this no weird special yeah i've never <laughs> no, heard I, I know like i've heard about crickets being lucky in, in china and that tradition. right and that's part of the movie right. as well right i do acknowledge that <laughs> but as far as like the the good old english tradition of a cricket on the hearth no i yeah i don't know what this is i don't i don't know yeah um but apparently it's lucky but also the luckiness is just not super actually lucky it seems pretty unlucky to me but whatever um you will lose your you will think that your uh you know boyfriend is dead for a long time you will go bankrupt you will have to be an indentured servant you'll be lied to by the people in your life and then eventually the got the boyfriend that you thought was dead will come back in a disguise fool you be mad about it but then get over it and then finally come clean that he is who he says he is and then you'll get married which technically without any of this happening you could have still gotten married so really just entirely bad luck is what the cricket brings but whatever (laughs) um apparently they're lucky just because i guess luck is in totally how you frame a situation i guess but also the cricket seems to be so obsessed with framing the situation as he's really lucky and no one else seems to think that they're lucky so i don't know how helpful that is <laughs> but whatever i couldn't i couldn't tell you um no clue also so how does she not know how does she then realize that edward is edward when he takes his disguise because, off because cricket 
figure obviously he, he's shown by the toys so he goes he goes to bertha and he wakes her up and then i don't edward, think he tells her though i think edward no, comes in is like edward, i've taken my disguise off right but which she doesn't know he was even wearing a disguise right, exactly edward comes in and grabs her hands and she is like Oh, you're so familiar. Oh, it's Edward. It's Edward. And I'm like, okay, but so are you telling me that like they've never like they've never touched or whatever when, right. since since he's been there? Yeah, I guess they or just he's never happened. helped her with and anything. And she doesn't or, you know, recognize his voice at all or well, like because he, he's putting on a voice, but still. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then he's wearing a disguise, which I guess is just for the other people, the benefit I of guess. the cricket and the dad, because it's yeah. not like she could see the disguise. Right. right. So I mean, I guess it's just like it's. I guess he has to because otherwise the cricket and the dad would be like, hey, look, Edward, it's Edward. What are you doing here? <laughs> right, yeah. right. So I guess that's why he wears it. But it's kind of funny that he's trying to, he puts on a whole disguise for a blind person. Um, but yeah, so um, that's the logic of this movie. I don't know. What else I mean, do we got? In, in most of the YouTubers' rankings of, of the Rankin Bass specials that I watch, which are fun, uh, this is on the lower side if not the usually the lowest ranked one it's pretty bad it is i mean if you do want to watch an especially bad ring bass that's like has no charm right <laughs> and it is, like this it's is pretty ableist and like has super fucked up morals and anti-semitic it's ableist sexist and anti-semitic so i'm like mm, can't really recommend this <laughs> don't love any of those things uh <laughs> definitely know how <laughs> shitty all those things can be um so yeah that's uh that is cricket on the hearth mm-hmm. uh do you want to rate this we should rate it probably cricket sure um sure 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 i'm gonna give it a 2010 <laughs> yeah that sounds about right it's, it's 2010 is fine yeah it she she sees through the eyes of what the world should be which i guess is like supervision because it's not even what exists in the real world it's like a different level it's of not vision. even that she's seeing through the eyes of what what everyone wants her to know right, right. other people have decided right. for her exactly so she's just no agency at all no agency it's like blindness is just it's it is it, it is the most plot device use of blindness honestly. yeah and it just doesn't and you're also just like mm, why even make this plot like it's just like the plot is so bad that it just feels especially like shitty that it's such a plot device for such a bad plot um and and it just doesn't really have a lot of heart and i don't know to make me think about christmas that much either. right no i didn't <laughs> i didn't feel like when i'm when i'm watching rudolph or santa or um frosty or like i'm like chris like that is the apex of christmas like i'm here i'm in the christmas spirit i'm feeling great feeling so good i just wanted this one to be over i know it doesn't and you do forget that it takes place during christmas like there's like the fact that they make toys i guess like one of the main things but christmas is, is happens at the beginning and then at the end right right which is just, which I, yeah, also I guess it does take place over a long period of time. It takes place over years, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, the, Jack Frost, which is another really great underrated Rankin Bass special, is more Christmassy than this special. And that one, I don't think they say the word Christmas once. Yeah. That this special one, is about Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. And you watch it over and over again. And we, we yeah, and you watch it at Christmas. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but this one is about Jesus, I guess, but not at all. It's about blindness, but not at all. It's about class issues. But not at all. But not at all. Um, and uh, it's dumb. So, yeah, there you go. There it <laughs> Cricket is. Cricket on the hearth. There it is. Um, we did it. What are we doing next week? 
we're what are we doing next week we're doing is next week the miracle worker yeah, yeah we're doing the miracle worker next week as our new christmas um yes christmas uh next week is the continuation of our other christmas tradition yes around this time of year a lot of theater companies are mounting productions of the miracle worker the story of helen keller and annie sullivan and so we uh there's a lot of filmed versions of the miracle worker as well yeah, so, so we're going to do the more, a little bit more recent. This one is recent. One. This, yeah, this is the 2000 Wonderful World of Disney production uh, starring Haley Kate Eisenberg as uh, Helen Keller. And if you don't know that name, just look up Pepsi Girl. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk a lot about socialism again, probably. Yes. I bought this podcast. <laughs> um, we'll see. I'm promising this now and just watch. I'll be like, yeah, I'm over it. Oh. We'll see how this compares to the uh, black and white version that we watched last yeah, year. Yeah, I am very excited and I'm excited to be mad for the Christmas spirit. Yes. Um, but Helen Keller is really awesome. So Yes. Well, and I haven't seen this in a very long time. So I'm, I'm excited to revisit it again. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And... Um, and then we'll, I guess next year we're going to less thing. I mean, I, we're going to eventually run out of all these things, but let's enjoy it. Let's be in the moment. Wow. And enjoy okay. what we <laughs> I know. It's just this. We're putting it's the end of Breaking Bass. We'll have to please uh, let us know if you have a good suggestion for next year's mm-hmm. Christmas special where we would have been doing Breaking Bass uh, yes. shorts. Or we could just watch Rudolph and talk we about could its just disability watch, I think, context. I think that's a great idea because we talk about it every year. Yeah, it's true. We so. haven't actually really this watched it. This is our it. tradition is we'll talk heavily about a special for that we're going to do the next year and then not really right. talk about the one and then we're not doing do that it. year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that come back next year for that. <laughs> um, and uh, what were you blindsided by this week, Melissa? Right. So I saw two movies this week. Oh my gosh, me too. Yes. Okay, good. Okay, here we go. I watched Encanto and House of Gucci. Oh, those are not the two I watched. Go- oh, good. Uh, can you guess which one is a pile of shit? Um, the Gucci one. The Gucci one. Gucci, Gucci, Louie, Louie, Prada. Yeah. Oh, my God. This movie is so terrible. So I'm not going to talk about it uh, very much. <sighs> okay. It is. It, I, well, the off mic, I want to hear about it. Oh, I, I will love tell you. I'll tell you all movies. about it. It's so it's so bad. Uh, but uh, I will talk about Encanto. So I really enjoyed Encanto. It is the animation is beautiful. Uh, I think the music is really interesting and and different. Uh, it's it's Lin Manuel Miranda, so okay. it's good music. Uh, I don't think the score it feels as iconic as the Moana as the music from Moana. Yeah. But I've been honestly I've been bumping the soundtrack since I watched the movie, and I it's really growing on me. Nice. Uh, it's it's awesome. It's it's all like Colombia inspired music. So there's like lots of cumbia and. Uh, and and um, dance and all kinds of different things. Nice. So it's it's really great. And uh, although I don't agree with a f- with a, some of the story beats, especially the ending, um, I think Mirabel is an amazing character, uh, and and her journey is is really awesome and fun and inspiring. Well, now, even though I'm not as much of a Lin Manuel head, you're making me want to watch it. Have conversations about it. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. I do want to know what you think. I yeah, think yeah. you and I. I honestly think you and I would have would agree on my conclusion. Okay. Uh, about the ending, that we we do tend to agree. If I think if you think something's bad, <laughs> <laughs> I tend That's to true. agree. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you. Uh, it, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's. It is just really beautiful and fun and, and um, makes you feel good. 
So yeah, Encanto. Nice. I am going to do the movie that uh, came, that's kind of out now, sort of, instead of the other movie we watched uh, this weekend. So come back next week. I want to talk about the other movie we watched. <laughs> so that's a cliffhanger that Ooh. might never get up. <laughs> whatever um but this uh what the movie i am bringing today to talk about is uh king richard which is okay i wanted to watch this one too yeah yeah Yeah. it is um in theaters now though it's also streaming on hbo which is where uh i watched it with we were visited family um for mm, a different holiday that's Ah. not currently happening when you're listening to this but may have happened recently when we're recording it um (laughs) but i did visit family and we were trying to figure out a movie to watch and my dad had actually talked about it recently because he had just saw it. Uh, he saw it recently but it is about um richard uh um williams who is the father of serena venus and serena williams uh the tennis very very famous tennis stars <laughs> tennis stars yeah. and like uh world's uh Renowned, I don't know what the right words are for sport. I would say things. world world renowned <laughs> is a pretty good description. Renowned, yeah, yeah. and like um, one of uh, a lot of stuff around the movie. They were talking about how like Serena Williams is considered the great, and and it's kind of talking about in the movie, but like the greatest like athlete of all time or whatever. Like, Look, so I I'm I suck at sports, so yeah, okay. I would say that that she's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Yeah, she's. I mean, they're both really awesome, and it is. It it focuses on their dad, which is who is more of a kind of complicated character. I think you know they're just like very cool people. <laughs> There's not. They it's hard to make them like more. Uh, problematic i guess because they're just very awesome um but i mean not that the dad the king king richard i I don't know why he's the king in the title but um he's not he's not problematic but he's kind of it's just interesting the way that kind of like the identity politics of everything and kind of like complicating the um you know there's he has some kind of like that respectability politics things the movie kind of deals with that and his like kind of the almost unending um desire to like get them you know to start um and kind of his own self-promotion and but but you know and some of the things um that he does do make sense of like um you know kind of also valuing their well-being too which you can kind of see how that would you know this right. is a positive thing but. well i had been a little kind of sort of um uh, cautious about this because i'm just kind of like it's a movie about Richard Williams, but I don't really like. Why should I care about like I want to hear about Venus and Serena? Like, why well, should I care is, about this story through his eyes? Right, right. Well, I think it's really interesting because it's it is really about um, like Venus is really the main like central figure in a weird way. Like, it's kind of but also it's is it, you're right. It's about him, but it's it's this interesting like the family dynamics. I think are really the main thing, mm-hmm. and it's also interesting that Venus is the of the daughters, which they have five. Um, like she is oh. the one that we really get to see far more, and Serena is always kind of in the background a little bit. Um, and so just also knowing what happens in the future makes it really an interesting movie to watch because you yeah. like know kind of how they're careers right like it, end up or not end up but like right. are <laughs> it's, it's not, and it sounds like that because that was kind of the same experience i had like watching rocket man because you this is one of the few biopics that you know 
the Elton John's not going to die in the end. Right. He, like he gets better and has, you know, this it still has this amazing career and it's it so yeah, okay, so that it sounds kind of like it might be a little bit of a similar experience. Yeah, and I think also just it makes Venus and Serena also you you see how awesome they are as well. Like even though it's mostly when they're like I think by the end of the movie they neither of them are like 18 yet. They're both very young still by then, which is also I think part of the reason why it's like centered on um Richard specifically, but um but it is very um it's just a very cool like you just you really l- like them even more watching it, but um it's it's just a very fascinating movie and uh i really enjoyed it good i will check it out that is that's that's all the push i need uh to check it out because i was like i said a little bit on the fence so definitely definitely recommend and uh the audio descriptions are pretty good and then like because it's like a specialized they know all the tennis terms oh that's good yeah yeah so we get to see some of that um or hear some of that so yeah it's a really I, I really liked it. Will Smith is the um, place King Richard. Nice, um, nice. And, and as I think produced it too. Good. So yeah, that's so yeah. Check out uh, King Richard and or Encanto. Yeah, just yeah, both. I mean, what else you got to do? There. Yeah, I mean, this is we're in we're in Oscar season. We're in the holiday season. Like, there's there's some pretty good stuff coming yeah. down the pipe. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just be movies for the next like month and a half or something. I don't know. Basically. Um. But yeah. Uh. That is the episode. I think, right? I think so. We yeah. did it. Happy holidays. <laughs> yes, happy holidays. We'll come back next week and we'll say that again. And also mm-hmm. we kind of fucked up because two weeks ago it was like Hanukkah at this point. Um, but, you right. know, whatever. Happy belated. There's ver- a lot Very of belated first night of Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah. happy, happy very belated Hanukkah in general. There's always a holiday somewhere if you really think about it. Some, True. Some holiday True. of some kind <laughs> <laughs> is always happening. Um, our theme song is by Lucia Pisano. Our YouTube is Citizen White Cane Podcast. Our Twitter is White Cane Pod. Our Facebook and our Instagram are both Citizen White Cane. Our email address is citizenwhitecanepod at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voice message, there's a link in the show notes. Do you have a cricket on your hearth? Oh, yeah. Uh, rank them. Your, your rankings for the, for your the Rankin, Rankin Bass, Bass special. Rank Rankin Bass. Yeah. And um, how would, um, how is every single Rankin Bass story about disability in some way? Um, we got Rudolph and uh, First Christmas Snow or whatever and, and Cricket on the Hearth. Mm-hmm. But let's mm-hmm. hear some more theories on how it's all about disability. Um, I, I mean, isn't there one where they learn how to walk again? So that's kind of about a disability. I don't know. send in your thoughts (laughs) yes we want to know (laughs) Um, and uh, come back next week because we're going to talk about my favorite socialist (laughs) yes Helen Keller all the way yes we will not see you then bye bye (laughs) citizen